Hi there. This is Marie T. Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com. Welcome to the InnerSelf audio version of Channeling as a Healing Tool and Its Impact on Grief, written by Matthew McKay and narrated by Marie T. Russell. I have loved Jordan for 34 years in this life, but for much of that time he has not been here. I haven't been able to hold and kiss him. At age 23, on the way home from work, he was accosted by men who probably wanted to steal his bike. They all fought, and as he was breaking away, Jordan was shot in the back. When my boy died, I had no belief that the dead could talk to us. At best, they seemed gone in another world, separated by loss and the deafening thunder of our grief. Perhaps even worse, their passing spoke a truth far more dire, that they ceased to exist and that these sweet, ephemeral spirits lived only in memory. But then Jordan started speaking to me, at first only in dreams, but then through mediums and through a process called induced after-death communication. And through the gift of channeled writing, he told me he was here. He was with me, and he could teach me what he knows about the afterlife. He has given me something I could never have hoped for, a window into the world of spirit, an invitation to listen at the curtain between worlds, and a clear awareness that death is neither an end nor even a loss. It is merely the time when we finally remember who we are and where our home is. The Channeling Process I have grieved deeply for Jordan because I can't touch him, sit in our kitchen to enjoy a long, rambling conversation, or watch his life unfold. His spirit, or the spirit representing him in this book, doesn't take his place and can't speak for the young man as he would have spoken if he had continued to live on this earth. The voice speaks for a larger entity that was there before Jordan was born, even as it is there after death. Jordan's voice has been added to that being, but the entity is timeless and views the universe and its own existence from that perspective. The solace I get from my conversations with Jordan comes from the knowledge that the love between us is still a real and active force, and it opens the bigger picture. The things he conveyed as spirit have a larger meaning than the personal relationship between us. A greater spiritual realm has been revealed, it has an eternal wisdom that doesn't depend on the relationship between Jordan and me, but instead depends on the soul knowledge that discarnate beings can convey to the living. That said, there is no direct speech or even a common language between the dead and the living. Meanings pass from Jordan's spiritual field, where he is now, to my spiritual field, where I am now and then they pass through my brain into written language. Of course, that language is mine, but it isn't mine instead of Jordan's. 
It's a language generated out of our living relationship. Jordan can only communicate his radically different experience in terms humans would understand. And I can only translate it into terms that I understand. Channeling is not art or literature or ethnography, as there are always filters and contamination. And it isn't dictation. It's a collaboration and convergent soul-speak. How do we know this is real? There's still the question, how do you know these words are really from Jordan and not my own projections or wishful thinking? There are two very different answers to this basic question. The first is, he is saying things I don't know or even come close to knowing in the way Jordan would say them. In addition, numerous psychics have independently told me about their own communications with Jordan and the book he was writing. Their information matched the text I received. The second answer. It isn't Jordan, meaning it isn't only my son who knows himself as Jordan. The voice is a larger soul or spirit being who knows himself as many things, one of them being Jordan. That is the part that's speaking to me, and that part has dimensions that Jordan, as I knew him, didn't. Not because Jordan lacked something, but because he was engaged in living the life of a boy and then a young man in California. The soul speaking to me includes Jordan in its own field of identities, lifetimes, and knowledge. Our first conversations via channeled writing took the form of reassurance that Jordan was happy and in a good place. But that quickly changed into deeper explorations of the nature of time, the reasons we incarnate, the purpose of a physical universe, the relationship between individual souls and the divine, and many other subjects. Channeling is for everyone. Channeling is not the exclusive province of mystics, prophets, seers, or mediums. It requires no special gifts of clear audience, no access to spiritual visions, no ordination into a mystery school, or any form of priesthood. Channeling is like prayer. Anyone can do it. You can do it if you care to follow the simple steps of the process and begin a two-way communication to entities in spirit. They are a thought away. The mere intention to communicate opens the channel. The fear of death makes us deaf and blind to what exists in the afterlife. Fear eclipses love and our relationship to all the souls who died before us. Fear can cause us to hallucinate terrifying scenes of judgment or hell and miss what's really present after death. Channeling dates back to primitive, pre-literate cultures. The shaman was the designated intermediary between a particular tribe and the spirit realm. Through chanting, dancing, sleep deprivation, fasting, hyperventilation, or psychoactive plants, the shaman entered an altered state that opened the channel to entities on the other side, who in turn would offer coded information and help. The Egyptian Book of the Dead, 
was channeled by priests using essential statues that focused attention and put them into trance states. Channeling is also the likely source of the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oracles would open themselves to be temporarily possessed by spirits who would then teach and offer prophecies. Much of the Bible is channeled. Yahweh channeled through his chosen. Moses, David, Solomon, Samuel, Daniel, Elijah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, and John the Baptist all receive channel messages. St. John's Book of Revelation is channeled as well. Zoroaster in the Arab world created the Avesta text that included channeled guidance regarding moral laws and the nature of the spirit world. The Quran derives from channeled visionary material when Muhammad experienced a divine presence, Allah. The history of religion can generally be understood as the history of channeling, channeling as a healing tool and its impact on grief. Channeling is about listening and connecting to spirit. The pain we struggle with in our incarnate lives can be seen through a different lens when we channel. This pain, born of all our emotional and physical struggles, is about growing and learning. Channeling can provide the relief of knowing that the soul of your loved one survives. That soul is happy, surrounded by love, and the painful circumstances of their death are over. Channeling allows you to offer and receive forgiveness for mistakes and to realize they are now unimportant. Through channeling, you can learn that your loved one lives in a community of souls. The deep love between these souls is eternal and can't be affected by death. Conversely, your relationship to your loved one is unbroken and will continue for all time. If the loss of your loved one was traumatic, you can also learn why or how it happened, including how it fits with your life purpose and lesson plan for this incarnation. You can receive help and wisdom for what to do now and how to rebuild your life around this purpose and mission. Remember, your loved one is just a thought away, and you can connect virtually at will. Things you can ask via channeling. Try simple yes or no questions at the beginning. Are you happy, for example? Ask questions if you're interested about the soul's transition. Ask for advice or support. Ask about the nature of the afterlife. Ask about your life purpose, your direction. Ask for wisdom to make good choices. Ask how best to love and how to act on love in daily life. Ask for or offer forgiveness. Ask for help facing difficult things, painful emotions, or destructive desires or impulses. This article was written by Matthew McKay and excerpted from the book The Luminous Landscape of the Afterlife, Jordan's Message to the Living on What to Expect After Death. The article was narrated by Mariti Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com. We hope that you have enjoyed this article. 
For over 30 years, we at Inner Self have sought to encourage new attitudes and new possibilities. For more inspiration, visit us at InnerSelf.com. Thank you. Visit the Inner Self Market for new attitudes and new possibilities. You'll find inspiring books, wonderful music CDs, audiobooks, card decks, candles, jewelry, gifts, all kinds of wonderful things. Visit us at market.innerself.com.